0: Download the
1: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: You are listening to Metal Shops Backstage Pass.
3: Episode 59. Still alive. Hello. It's Metal Shops Backstage Pass, and uh, we're all here. My name is Ian, that's Kevin. Hey. Ryan the Beards here. Yo, yo. And our buddy, long, almost long-forgotten friend, Travis the Virus.
2: What a metal shop!
3: How's it going, man? It's, uh, it's been a pretty wild few weeks for you, I hear.
2: Oh, yes, it certainly has.
3: Uh, we look forward to hearing your viral rant for the week, which hopefully has something to do with your life changes in the last few weeks. So.
0: Oh, yes, it good. sure good. It good, good, certainly good. shall. To new beginnings. Episode 59, Ian, uh we all know what a 69 is in the sexual like uh, you know, positions. What's a 59? What's a 59. And does it have anything to do with fisting? A
3: 59 is like having a 69 with a, f- a one-legged chick. Okay. <laughs> what if it's just like... Or just somebody that's missing an appendage.
1: How about just a less pleasant 69? Like, you almost get there, but then not quite. Yo,
0: that was not a 69. <laughs> Yo, girl, that was a 59. That was a terribly bent 69 <laughs> attempt. What is happening? Yo, girl, you trying a 59.
3: You oh. suck
2: at 69! <laughs> You'll find out. I just like 99s. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> What's what? that? See, <laughs> now, oh, it's God. It's a
1: 69 with a... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the
3: last week you said if you take a drink for every time we, like, go down some weird road about boobs or weed or sex? Or sex. 50-59ing? <laughs> <Yeah>. Weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're already Mostly drunk. Just weed. Speaking of which, let's take this to this here shot here, guys. Here, How about this? Let's dedicate this to the SCOTUS decision of legalizing gay marriage. In all 50 states. Hell I think that's yeah. pretty rad.
2: I'll drink to Cheers. that. I bet there's Cheers.
0: some 59ing going <laughs> on over there.
3: 59
1: it! <sighs> Woo! Booyah! That's brutal. So much Santorum all over the United States tonight.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just santorum all over your Huckabee. You saw that video <laughs> with Rick Santorum where it was his campaign video where he was like uh, on tour. Whatever, going to small towns, and there was one person <coughs> in the audience. One person. They're like, you suck. Now, what'd they yeah, say? Yeah, they weren't even into him. No, but no, oh. it was just like, <laughs> oh, literally, literally, there was, actually was there, there to make person. a speech, and, and there was one person. It's better than, uh, I guess that's one more, woman.
3: it's more honest than when Donald Trump hired actors from Craigslist to show up to his rally and pretend like they gave a
0: That's sh- awesome. about
3: Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: Donald Trump for prez, the
3: Republican uh, presidential candidates, which I think there's like 14 of something at like this that. point at last count. Who's going to they're stick? all dude. They're chomping at the bit. They're trying to get in there in there like swimwear. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how the political climate turns out here. Some people might be knee jerking out of uh, the Democratic camp because they're like, oh, Obama, health care. <laughs>
0: So, I yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> it uh it doesn't it it kind of surprises me that uh I don't know, someone from Seattle like uh maybe what's his name, dude who owns uh EMP uh Paul Allen. Paul Allen surprising. Yeah. He's never ran for president. Well, he's like I'm rich. I don't give a fuck. I get to
3: do whatever I want whatever I want to do anyway.
0: Donald Trump was talking about how it would be a, a smart idea for the United States to like have someone in charge who's independently wealthy because he could help fund He could just be like, hey, I've got money for that He could help fund, like, the oh, my God. defense program and whatnot Anytime I see Donald Trump, I can't
3: not look at his f***ing toupee This is 2015 <laughs> I think it's real <laughs> And this guy has a toupee from, like, 1984
2: Still He's too cheap to update his toupee This guy
3: is, like, the richest fucking dude on the planet and he can't get a real-looking hairpiece I don't know <laughs> I've never
0: disputed its realness.
3: Can't you just, like, get a head transplant or something like that? Like a a scalp transplant? You know what? Just fucking douse your whole body in gold plating. That would be way cooler and far more super evil, like,
0: super villain style. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Remember Do- when he had that, like, feud with Rosie O'Donnell? God. Of all people. <laughs> Donald versus Rosie. They did that on WWE. Did they? Yes. It was a WWE smash. That sounds more <laughs> like a... Main event like celebrity death, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Round but no, one, fight. No, that was a real f- thing. Well, lots of weird, quote unquote, sh- real. Lots of weird stuff happened this week. How, how was your guys'
3: week, Ryan? What, what'd you get into, man?
1: Well, I just did a whole bunch of stuff around the studio at home. And uh, is that coming nice.
3: together now? You it, are like it, it running is, running on a, all
1: eight cylinders. Yep, <gasps> did a whole lot of soldering and um, yeah, ordered mm, some new parts, that's ordered sexy. some new pedals.
2: Yeah, my been a good week. Solder your legs off.
1: Been a good week down in my uh, down in my basement, not talking to people. Yeah, in the cave. Yep. In do you the get? Cave. Do you have any
3: natural sunlight that reaches you? Nope, none. Okay. Wow. Just checking.
1: Nothing. None. Not
0: none. even like a small little window.
1: Nope. There's a small little window, but it's uh it's uh three layers of glass on either side, so not a lot of light gets through there.
3: Fair enough. What's the point of having that window? Uh, just a reminder that the world exists outside. Yeah, kind of. Okay. I guess.
1: Yeah. I
3: hear you. I was in my basement all week. Also. So there you go. I hear you. You and I both. No no, no natural sunlight.
1: Basement dollars to unite. It's, uh, dude, it's
3: hot as f*** outside right now. Yeah, it is. It's hot.
1: Man, I'd we, rather be
3: in the cave, man.
1: I, I've been enjoying the evenings, though. We, we had a nice barbecue the other day. Ah. Had, a, had Kevin by. We Where's my d- f***ing f- phone Niders. call, man? F- man. Well, you were, you were busy <laughs> doing basement things.
3: Yeah, that's true. I do a lot of basement things.
0: <laughs> Uncle Ian's creepy pumpkin patch, which is coming along excellently, by the way. You are working on porking the pumpkins. <laughs> It wasn't much of a barbecue, it was more just cooking it inside. Yeah, yeah. We just ate burgers. Exactly. It actually wasn't barbecue oh, the at all. What are you talking yeah, about? We oh, just hung yeah. out and made burgers. We
1: just yeah, sat around. Then the, the, we went outside and, and ate them outside. It, it was nice. <laughs> got to got to use the outside. <laughs> we ate them
0: for hamburgers so it wasn't outside. actually
2: it wasn't actually a barbecue. Now no. you feel right. better
0: about feel not being invited. I feel a lot invited. better. <laughs> I feel much <laughs> yeah. better. Thank hey you. man, we're making burgers. Would you've been like, "All right, cool. Let barbecue. stop what I'm doing." Yeah.
3: Bring all your friends. I would have shown up and been like, "Man, what the
0: <laughs> We're actually making burgers inside and then walking outside and eating them. You need to have yeah. at
3: least one tiki torch anytime after like halfway through June to make it. a barbecue. He's got lights
0: outside. Yeah, man. I don't know about tiki torches. No, got I got I made that outside. Oh, f- he's got a tiki torch. He's no, got I did, the I, I did
1: the rope light all throughout the uh, the big overhang thing. That over. Oh, are
0: you That's impressing right. babes?
1: Yeah, man. What
0: about you, Kevin? Uh, well, this past week, uh, you and I actually worked the opening of the Guitar Center in Redmond, and that was pretty fun. I thought it was
3: gonna be weirder and lamer than it was, but it was
0: actually really cool. It was super fun, uh, and we had some people come up to us and talk to us about Metal Shop, we got to promote the station, and then we checked out the, the show, uh, the opening, I mean, we got some free t-shirts some free swag, and Elvis was there. Elvis was there. It was great, so... Uh yeah, Guitar Center in Redmond's actually like uh probably the nicest guitar center I've ever been to. It's the most Well, it's brand new. You guys have been in guitars. If yeah. you've been in one guitar center,
3: you've been you, in every guitar center, right? Yep. This one's actually different. The layout is completely different and the way they have it set up is awesome like you can walk up and grab your own strings and picks. Like cool. you don't have to go to the accessory douche at the table over there, you know? <laughs> so you can just go grab it yourself, which is cool. And I thought it was kind of weird that they trusted people to do that when there's like there was at that point what do you th- maybe like? One hundred fifty, two hundred people yeah, just walking lot of around in there. People
0: inside the store. Yeah. yeah, they had everyone working for him That yeah, dude. There was more almost as many employees as there were people in there. He got like five comments on his Napalm Death T-shirt, like too, sweet Napalm from, Death from, from, Death from, from shirt. all the
2: people who worked there. So, I should expect that, right? Hell Good. yeah. Good. Well,
0: it made me happy.
2: You should be happy.
0: Uh, aside from that, that, was a cool man. We, oh, I've just been uh, setting up interviews for Mayhem Festival, which is coming up on Tuesday, so gonna be there all day long on Tuesday afternoon. It's gonna be a hot day. Uh, gonna be talking to, like, Jungle Rot, probably Code Orange, uh, a few other ones, hopefully one of the members of King Diamond, and hopefully we can lock down something with Slayer. Yeah, that would be sweet. And, uh, you know, with with Mayhem Festival, as fun as it is, it is a, a very last-minute thing. There's a kind of a behind-the-scenes look, I guess, at what it what it is, like uh, interviewing bands and whatnot. Typically, you know, you'll talk to a manager, get like a couple days notice. But with Mayhem Festival, and it has nothing to do with the bands or anything like that, it's because it is a uh, and it's a huge tour with so many fucking bands and, and they have ro- one press person. And they
3: rotate set times. Exactly. So they're not playing the same time every day. So it's, they can't be like, well, here's the time I get to do interviews. It's weird, like, thinking about what it's like as a band member because you think it's just some big party, but there's a lot of s*** they have to do during that day before they're set that's like alright I guess I'll go get interviewed by this <laughs> f-ing white guy with dreadlocks yeah,
0: or whatever you know So which happens all the time with so many bands with so many cities obviously there's going to be a lot of requests for interviews uh, so it's a whole big thing of like getting in touch with them and, and setting up these interviews but because you know it is such a tight ship or uh, it is such a, like a traveling circus you kind of don't find out about these things until the day of or like a couple hours before the next day you stay up late a Or like 15 a
3: minutes, like last, last year, they were like, hey, do you guys want to interview the new drummer from Avenged Sevenfold? Right, like, okay. And we were just standing around, we didn't have any questions ready for him, we were just like, all right, sure.
0: why not? Let's just shoot this, with this guy. And it was cool. Yeah, ended up turning out pretty pretty good, and he was a chill dude. Except and... for that
3: our microphone didn't work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so That's Last year was a big fuck up. <laughs>
3: Hopefully that doesn't happen again this year. Yeah, let's
1: do some
0: audio testing this year. How does who'd, that sound? Who'd have
1: thought that that would be a good idea? I don't know. How many interviews have I saved now just through filming it through my cell phone and then ripping the audio? At off least three.
3: <laughs> At least three. The carcass one is the number one one that I remember when we were on that tour bus. <laughs> oh God, that was yeah. bad. That was rough. But we got it. We have the interview now. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to Ryan the Beard. Thanks, Ryan.
0: Thanks, Ryan.
3: Before we get into Travis's week, I'll just tell you that I cut down a lot of my veggies in my garden. Awesome. I have a veggie
0: garden. Oh yeah! T- tell us
3: about the Is lettuce. That's a euphemism, dude? Lettuce has, well, no, literally, Oh, I okay. have vegetables in my garden. Okay, cool. So today I cut down a bunch of celery and lettuce heads, which are fucking huge. They're like the side of size of basketballs. But did you know when you cut off a lettuce head from the ground, there's like a billion little pill bugs that like come out of the dirt because they live under lettuce heads. Huh?
1: Like the little roly poly bugs. Rolly, the little, yeah, little gray ones. Yeah,
3: they like you poke them and they like roll up and you can roll it down a hill.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Love those little things. I
3: used to have lots of fun with those as a kid. Anyway, oh. that's f***ing gross and weird. So <clears throat> if you're ever buying organic lettuce, give that shit a nice rinse because you never know what's gr- and slugs too. Yeah. The other thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna make some like sweet like romaine lettuce wraps, and I'm gonna make a f- ton of tacos and chop cool. that shit up. It's just nice to say that I grew it myself. Yeah. And now I'm gonna eat it. Absolutely. Cooking. You got Very a big sure. ass yard, don't you? oh uh, yeah, but it's a small vegetable garden ish. Next year, though, I'm gonna do that. Sh- uh, cause it's not my house. I don't own it. And at the end, what my land like my my, de- my deposit on my house was three hundred bucks. Yeah. So I'll just be like, whatever. F- can keep it. I got a big ass veggie garden, and if you don't like it, you can go back to f***ing...
0: Where? Dirt.
3: Where? <laughs> I don't know. Name what? a place. <laughs> Bellevue. All right. Go back to Bellevue. <laughs> Bellevue's a place. Well, you f- <laughs> groceries from Whole Foods.
0: Man that place is expensive
3: I bought a gun Super Legally for, uh, In my own name For the first time this week Also from Wait Whole Foods. a second no. you've, you've owned oh. a lot of guns All I have a lot of guns And none of them are in my name Except for this one gun That I just bought Which is cool I mean that's just how The law works Like uh, Before You're allowed to po- own guns In other people's names Right Because it's the police's job It's due diligence Is what it's called So if A gun gets stolen from me Say And somebody goes out And commits a crime And they find it They'll trace the gun back to me, and then they have to follow it back up the chain of owners, or back down originally, what they'll do is they'll run the serial number and say, this gun is registered to so-and-so who bought it new from such-and-such shop. Mm-hmm. And then if that guy had sold it, he has to provide the police with a bill of sale with that person's like signature and driver's license number and just be like, then they can say, not my problem. I sold it to this guy. And then they're going to go to that guy next, and then that guy's going to go, I sold it to this guy and further and further on down the line so if the gun's been sold and traded off a bunch of times it's kind of hard to say where it's supposed to be so that's why they did 594 but this time I bought a gun online I had it shipped to the pawn shop down the street which is a FFL uh, a federal firearms license which mm-hmm. they are allowed to sell guns and I have my concealed uh, pistols license so I just showed them that they called and they checked that I had it and they were like alright and they gave me my gun and I walked out awesome no waiting period nothing Hmm. But I had to wait like two months to get my CPO. So they so, know I'm not a felon. That's the point. So it's your first gun. If this is my, I bought my first gun this week, guys. Awesome. <laughs> I totally believe
0: you. The look Went. on your face says it all. Oh uh, yeah, but it's it's <laughs> first tight. Gun in oh. the hundreds.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Although it's probably dozens, not hundreds. Although I did uh, also set up uh, to go get my gun trust on. Uh, I think. Sometime in July, so I'll be able to buy silencers and machine guns and
0: all kinds of crazy-ass Sounds shit. like if Donald Trump wants to fund the military, he's going to have to buy the guns from you. Yeah. Hell yeah. See, I'm not
3: weird, <laughs> man. Everybody <laughs> looks at me like I'm some kind of maniac, but it's just an expensive hobby. That's just the way
2: I look at it. Hey, man, I don't have any guns, so, you know, you got your- I thought it was just great to hear someone say, I can buy stuff like machine guns <laughs> yeah, and yeah. mean it. Legally. Yes. And the
3: government knows I have it. I pay I will have paid them a tax stamp for it. So Yeah, dude. And the, the only like the only benefit I get out of that, because everybody I like finds out that I'm into guns or whatever, thinks I'm fing weird. They look at me like the way all three of you are looking at me right now. But at the same time, nobody's gonna ever come f with my house. I'll tell you that much. Well of course not. You got a machine gun. <laughs> right. So stop making this sound so fucking
2: no, awkward. I'm
3: not. We're not saying it's anything. not awkward. All right, next time guns I'm guns are awesome. I'm taking all three of you dudes shooting with me next f- time. F- yeah. And we'll come back and talk about it next time. F-
2: f- yeah. All right. That all sounds right. great. Let's do
3: I'm it down. Let's do it. Anyway, Travis Gun party. Hey,
1: uh, f- f- yeah. <laughs>
3: Gun I get it though now because all these dudes that are out in the woods calling us up during metal shop when they're all drunk and they're like, Oh, we're out in the woods shooting off shotguns, blowing up couches. I get it now fun man. Uh you just got to be careful that you don't mix too much booze in with the quote fun. Cuz otherwise it won't be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, or it would uh, be even more
3: fun depending on how you look at it.
1: A buddy of mine back home found out the hard way that uh dogs will go after laser sights.
3: Yeah, that's true. Well, you don't want to sh- did he shoot his dog?
1: Uh almost the dog the dog jumped and the bullet went right through his mouth. So what it missed the it f- f- by like the tiniest little bit. Well,
3: you shouldn't take your dog shooting in the first place, unless it's like a hunting dog, in which case, you should be out hunting
1: with it. And your dog should probably know what the hell's going on, right?
3: Like pointers and labs, and like there's a lot of uh, retrievers and stuff like that. That <laughs> that's their job. You know, that's what they're trained to do. Travis, uh, you've had quite a week.
2: Yes, yes, I have. I've had a quite a couple of weeks, actually.
3: Travis. How long have you worked, how long did you work at the record store that you worked at?
2: The last uh, record store I worked at, I worked at that company for eight years.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's how I I met him, actually. We worked at the same record store for a while, um, and then when I moved into a different record store, he actually worked at that same record store over in North Seattle um, for a couple years, but right after I did, so... Yeah, uh, We worked at the same company for quite a while, and that's how I met Travis. And now he's the manager of my apartments. <laughs> what a weird world. Have you busted Kevin doing anything weird yet?
2: Oh, all kinds of stuff. Good but sketchy. I'm li- <laughs> obligated to not discuss that in public. Oh, you got
3: like a non-disclosure thing. It's uh, a
0: so Health the- Information Protection Act. Oh, it's the HIPAA. Yeah. No kidding. He's
3: got you on HIPAA law, dude. You yeah, can the- poop in the driveway, and you wouldn't be able to tell anyone. Well,
2: no, that's... <laughs>
3: Hey, that's that, f- that that other how other people see. think you tell everyone. No. <laughs> he
2: could pay, he could poop in the stairs, and I can't actually tell anyone. <laughs> see, Kevin? But the, 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 driveway, the driveway, totally that's different, totally up for class. <laughs> that's public
0: space. <laughs> you in there? You're talking to the big dog. <laughs> you're talking to Big Travis. That's right. So Travis, uh,
3: so pay your rent. This guy speaks a lot of truth. He's got a level of common sense that a lot of people just don't fucking understand for some weird reason. People are dumb as sh-. Travis is not one of those people. Travis, uh, tell us about your viral rant.
2: Well, today, yes, one of the things that made my life so much more eventful is, uh, well, for a long time now, I've actually been working two full-time jobs. One of them I recently walked away from, which has been, of course, my record store clerk career. Uh, like I said before, the the record store I last worked at, I worked was at that company for eight years. Before yeah. that, I've pretty much been working at record stores my entire adult life. I've only really had a handful of jobs, and that was mostly what I did since I was eighteen. Uh, th- yeah, six different stores for three different companies, and yeah, that's what how I made my money for most of the time. And I had a you know a lot of things you know. I had maybe not a front row seat, but still a pretty good seat to dozens of big industrial and cultural changes in the world of music. Saw formats come and go. Uh, I discovered gateways that led to many badass things I'm into now, and I met a lot of great friends, including Kevin, who through extension, I met you guys, and so many others. Totally. A lot of great, positive things, but uh, I'm not here to talk about any of those yeah, great that, experiences. That's not what the Travis's viral rant is about. No. this It's is, not about the good things. This is about the stuff that made working at a record store f-ing suck. And there was a lot of I was going to say, hey, <laughs> man, a, a lot of people have the misconception at working in a record store is you basically just sit around and listen to music all day. And then occasionally you sell stuff uh, to people. Then you put more CDs or records on the shelves and you uh, talk to other people who love music and share what you're into. and And that was probably the way it was. Uh, in like the late 90s, early 2000s when I started this, but today... I was going to say, you're not all like John Cusack out there? It's not, no. And uh, I was really hoping that we could get through this without any high-fidelity references, but (laughs) Uh, I should (laughs) have have known better. That's another thing. If you work at a record store, I hope you like high-fidelity <laughs> references. You will get them a lot. Hey, it is kind of like high-fidelity, It's huh? like that shop in high-fidelity. They never, like, uh, maybe once or twice people have compared a shop I've worked in to, uh, to like, Empire Records. But yeah. that's, that's it. Most of the time, oh, it's high-fidelity. Are you like Jack Black? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like Jack Black. I hate you. And I'm going to make sure you don't get that Frank Zappa record. (laughs) Uh, Good. Good times. All right. Sweet. (laughs) So
0: let's do it, man. I want to hear the rant. I want to hear what you have to say about your career in record stores and leaving them far behind you in the f***ing dust.
2: Let's start with annoying customers do. All right, so you know the cliche about someone coming into a store looking for a specific song, band, movie, album, or whatever, and not knowing the name of it or anything about it? Kind of like that one part in Clerks. People always make that joke. It's not a joke. It's not a myth. It's very, very real. That happened all the time. See, before I start, when I was younger, before I started those jobs, I thought, nah, people couldn't be that clueless about what they they like. But no, they 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 just give vague descriptions oftentimes and uh they they get all pissy when they don't return immediate results i've gotten descriptions like it's a new alternative hard rock song with really heavy drums
3: <laughs> <laughs> i think i've any a few guesses though.
0: Nickelback. I, I make them sing it sometimes. I would make them sing it. Oh, and they're, and they're so out of tune when they do it. It's like,
2: I'm uh, like, yeah, I'm looking for da 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 da, and then it turns out to be like some uh some yes song, and like no, no. Nah. I I would make <laughs> them yes. sing it and like get to the very very
0: very end of the song, and they'd be like, "So do you know it? No, no, no." no <laughs> sorry.
2: I would just give them a look because I was really Tired. hard. I was it was hard for me to shield when i was just like, had, like are you kidding me so i just look at them without no expression at all when they do that like you don't know what i'm trying to sing do you <laughs> no i don't <laughs> yeah i've had people go like i'm looking for this song it was on the radio 11:45 this morning do you have it <laughs> What station? Yeah, man. Yeah. We got it right here. Yeah, yeah. We got it in the 11.45 box. <laughs> <laughs> we got it
0: for, We got it alongside uh, whatever they played on every radio station in Seattle and Eastern at Washington. 45. At 11.45. Uh, at 11.45. Yesterday. It's in our 11.45. we oh, the we've got five this. Week,
3: yeah, Yeah, go, we've got this going
0: back for three years. <laughs> it's the 11.45 box. From it's 1993. next to the 11.46 Yeah, come box. on. What the f***?
2: We got a box for every minute of the day. See? <laughs> That's kind of inefficient. Most songs will take up more than one box. <laughs> we got multiple copies That's of not the how CDs. It works. <laughs> this is a record store. We got everything, right, Travis? <laughs> yep. Except uh, you know stuff that I really like. That Inigata de Vita fits <laughs> in eight boxes. Just kidding. Most most of the, some of the some of the stores some of the stores I worked at had a really good metal selection. That's true. Some of them did. So, uh, continue, before we uh, just
0: steer this all the way down.
2: No, no, certainly, yes. Um, one of the things that really, ugh, I f-ing hate opening CDs for people, and people never think about this, but yeah, when you work at a record store, you'll open CDs for people a lot because they always say, oh, I always takes me so long to... Open a those CD. things, don't you know? But CD- CDs aren't hard to open. Is the what's thing. your best method? The best you method. Do it fast. Okay, this is the last time I'm ever going to explain it to anybody ever. Okay, you take a CD. There... Give me this. Yeah, give me a CD. You take the CD in your hand here. On the bottom part of the case, you put it up on the on the edge against uh, a corner. And of uh, any hard piece of furniture. Exactly. And then you rub it back and forth. That tears the plastic. The plastic comes right off. Then you unhinge the bottom, and you take the front of the case off. Exactly. To take off the top sticker that they put on there. And then you attach the cover back there. See? That is, if I had have not been drinking a, a little bit, <laughs> I could have done it in like five seconds. Just... But I had to open hundreds of CDs for other people who just I tried showing people I tried educating. It's a them, trick. I tried yeah. being helpful. Like yeah, I got this little trick here, but no, they're just like oh, really? I thought gonna you, I thought you had some kind of tool to do. No, you don't need a tool. Those I've seen those tools. <laughs> they're. They're designed to be lost, is what they do. You yeah. buy one, you use it maybe five times, and you lose it. That, yeah. That's where you look at the guy in the face and you just go, You're the tool! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: you use your hand. That is a tool you're born with. And uh, then you can just rub it. You're and, the tool! Uh, rub it against a hard <laughs> surface. You can find hard surfaces uh,
2: very many places. All
0: right, Travis, what else? What's, what's next?
2: Well, maybe. I just want to end that by saying, if you ever are at a record store and someone opens a CD for you and you act really impressed... That's patronizing. Don't do that. Like, wow. Oh, well, wow. you're so good at you're opening so CDs, special, Travis. Exactly. It's great that All you have a job so opening cool. CDs. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I do say they train you well. Did you, you go well to school here, for that? <laughs> Did you
0: get, get your degree f-
3: in CD opening? Out of my face.
2: Uh, so many people come in and they have a really big problem communicating. Like, like I said, they they don't know what they're looking for. Exactly. They don't know how to they don't know which is the new whatever they're into it's like they say they're i'm looking for drake okay which one the new one well which is the new one why don't you know this is more relevant to your interest than mine and by new one that might just mean it came out two years ago if it's not a new release i don't think of it as a new one i'm a record store Mm -hmm. clerk i think things differently Uh, and they they so many people just like hi can i help you 38 special (laughs) <laughs> um, what about them? <laughs> Do you have God any? Damn oh, it. okay. Oh, see, yeah. I See, I like questions, like when people- are, Oh, you want I'm to be looking, spoken to like I, a human? Yes, not just talked at like I'm some kind of search engine. 38 special. One time, uh, a woman came in. I want a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> hamburger. Cheese. <laughs> I want a liter of cola. Pickles. No so pickles. Woman, woman comes up to me. a Morissette. Up, and she says, lie to me. And I said, "Like, bitch, you are gorgeous." I have. (laughs) That's what I should have said.
0: Damn, girl, you are sexy. (laughs) What
2: did you say? I told her I have a wide variety of superpowers. (laughs) Okay, that's good. That's good. (laughs) And then she thought, like, "Oh, I see what you did there." And like, "Yeah." So, which season of lie to me? (laughs) Yeah, and. I really don't think she was expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, but yes, so I should show. Okay. I should have okay. used it as an yes. It's a TV show. <laughs> cool. Uh, See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure some. So, the things you learn, man. One person listening to this has to have heard of lie to me. I'm sure. Mister Orange is in it. Have you, Tim? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the guy that like like uh, insisted that Def Leppard did "Stairway to Heaven," <laughs> not that a cover. Dude. Of Stairway to Heaven exists, done by Def Leppard. He Is that insisted true? No, it's not true. Okay. He insisted that Def Leppard had done Stairway to Heaven. And he had to be told very slowly <laughs> that right. no, it's a Let's song. You need to go ahead, go ahead
3: and sit down. I gotta break some news to you. It's a
2: song so famous, it's a cliche. And it wasn't done by Def Leppard, but this guy just would not admit that he was wrong, because they never do. You're
0: wrong. Uh, some... The world hates you.
2: No stairway. You hear them say things like, I don't like it when Irish music gets all heavy metal like Dropkick Murray does, and stuff <laughs> stupid <laughs> <laughs> that was a great day after voice. when uh when when <laughs> when uh, the day after Obama's inauguration ceremony we had people calling up the store if it was to see if the ceremony was available on d v d yet the next day, Wow, oh, yeah, and it shipped next- overnight. Yes. it's here now, yes, we're called YouTube. <laughs> they say things like "I had it once ago, but I never regot it. <laughs> just let that sink in for a second. <sighs> No. I had it once ago, but I never re got it. That's your sentence. <laughs> Hooked on phonics worked for me. Uh,
3: God I never re got it. it. Hey, can I re get <laughs> that fucking
0: food that I just threw up because you're an idiot? <laughs> Dude, he's bringing up so many memories. Oh man,
2: I forgot about these. Yeah, just all that. F-ing. <laughs>
3: As it. he takes a long draw off his <laughs> beard, I had it once ago.
2: But, but I, I never, never re-got got it. it.
3: <laughs> That's a tattoo right there. One
2: time we had some guy come in and was like, I don't understand this <laughs> take a penny, leave a penny, tray. You're just supposed to leave one of your pennies and take someone else's? <laughs> yup. What's the point of that? <laughs> God
3: damn it. I, wh- <laughs> okay. Which cities did you work
2: in? I worked in... Uh, I worked in... Issaquah, years ago when Issaquah was a very different place. Uh, I, I worked uh, <clears throat> worked in Seattle. Well, Okay, worked in the U District. And I've worked uh, for a short time in Queen Anne.
3: All of these at the record store.
2: And all these record stores, yes. Right. These are all record stores. And then one was in downtown Bellevue. One was in Crossroads, which is kind of like a smaller... Uh, lower rent it's version of Bellevue. Like Bellevue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so Issaquah, Crossroads, downtown Bellevue. Oh, and Northgate, near right. the Northgate Mall. All those different areas. Small town, big city. So people so are
3: good. dumb as f- yeah.
2: everywhere. Everywhere. People are dumb as f- <laughs> I had it once ago. <laughs> That, Issa- that's a good tattoo. The Izaqua store was actually in an area where it was like had equal of distance to areas of rednecks, regular suburban people, and really rich people, and people that just lived out on the sticks, like like closer than the rednecks. Right. So we had all four of them come. That was that Crossroads? No, this was in Izequa Oh, okay. Like fifteen or sixteen years ago, and uh, so yeah, all those people, that that whole cross section, a lot of them. Dumb as f***. So, over the time that you
0: worked in record stores, record stores completely changed. Yep. Uh, Went from, like, the only place you could go to get a CD to, like, not really being as important to a lot of people who just download their music. Yep. It's crazy. You've watched an entire shift in record stores.
2: Yeah. I remember when MP3 downloading became a thing, and the record company's reaction to it was, We're going to charge more for our CDs. And we all see how that well that worked out for them. They do all this stupid, yeah, shit, let desperately me get a, trying to cling. Let me to, get twenty
3: two ninety nine for this Backstreet Boys fucking disc. That's
0: <laughs> what they did. And, yeah,
3: and it worked for about two years, here's, or maybe a maybe even less than that.
2: There's eighteen ninety nine, and even people that I remember people even that are into you know popular commercial stuff that I thought was just fucking shit, even they would. Uh, would come in and it's like, "Yeah, I'm selling this CD. You know, I like the single, but all the rest are just horrible." So, I can only imagine how horrible the rest of the album was. Buy the single. They did that for years. Well, that's what how that's how they made their fucking money. CD and singles? CD loved them.
3: Yeah, cuz back then when when they were cranking all that sh- music out, you could buy the single and skip the rest. But th- then at that point you still bought a Britney Spears single.
2: And the singles were like not really that much <laughs> Imagine paying $10 for a single.
3: I remember when I was a kid, maybe about 13, 14, maybe even younger than that, I had an allowance, and I had maybe, I think it was like either between 10 and 15 bucks to go to the record store, at the mall most of the time, and buy a CD. If that CD sucked, I was f***ed for the next week or two yeah, weeks. you better
0: learn to love it.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, exactly, so... 'Cause there really wasn't any way to really preview a lot of it. And music I remember when they used to be like, Oh,
3: we want nineteen ninety nine for this no record, and I'd be like, I don't you know, I got fifteen bucks to be like, Oh, but it's an import and I'd be like, I don't f***ing care. <laughs> and then that's when it was like, Oh hey, Napster's here.
0: <laughs> F all that shit. I remember I bought a shitty screeching weasel B sides and rarities album. I that bought that too from so. <laughs> sh- from
3: uh, Bubble Records,
0: and mine it was from a double disc. Wave music in the <laughs> super <laughs> mall, and it was like twenty five bucks. I and f- I traded in a bunch of discs. To it get must it. be great if it's twenty five dollars and two CDs. Uh, no, it was fucking terrible, it was and I had to wait like worst. three weeks to buy any other CD. And I only had like three other CDs than this, so I had to learn to like it. And now I know all those songs. I remember And Ben Weasel's a piece of. <laughs> shit. It, they, it had about
3: the uh, uh, the production quality was about as good as the first Dark Throne like demo. <laughs> <laughs> So like, was this? Wait, can I was, get my
2: money back? Was this a legitimate release or? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me see. Let me look it up. <laughs> look it up. Did either of you ever buy any of those really obviously not official, rare live import bootleg CDRs? Oh yeah, totally.
3: <laughs> but they 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 put a kibosh on that real fast. I stopped seeing those. Oh yeah, popping up. I, uh, yeah, there was an old flea market that I used to go to where I'd buy, like, people's old, like, mixed tapes, kind of. <laughs> Half of them wouldn't work, but there'd be some sweet
0: <laughs> that's that's uh, different than record stores, but... Right. Screeching Weasel. I'm looking it up. I'm not finding it, bro. <laughs> Dude,
3: I'll find it. I'll find it in five seconds. Watch this. Yeah, 2,000. That's exactly what it was. Yes! Thank you very little. I bought that shit and I was so fucking mad.
2: Yeah, it's too bad I didn't know you guys back then because I would have told you what a piece of that thing was.
3: After that, I, I couldn't listen to Screeching Weasel after that. It ruined it for me. Yeah. Mostly just because it f***ing pissed me off.
0: Yeah, I spent my money on some dumb CDs. <laughs> but it's all good. It, is it the got screech- me to where I am today. Is that Raw-
1: Screeching Weasel CD the worst you've ever purchased? That's the... Like, that's, that's your, your biggest CD purchase Kevin, I'm glad right? you... This is,
3: I never knew that about you. And I'm glad to the know screech- that you yeah. and I both bought that
0: <laughs> record. Waves Music. When Little Eric and uh, Metal Mike worked there... Yeah, I bought they it used, from
3: Bubble Records in Kent.
0: Back in the day, there used to be in the Supermall, that store Waves Music, they had a, uh, you know how in the mall stores sometimes they have, like, a hole in the windows? Like, there's two windows, but there's, like, a corner where, like, you can, like, stick your hand out the mm-hmm. the store. So, like, Metal Mike <laughs> would just, like, toss CDs out there to his friends. No, <laughs> f- <laughs> Yeah, when like, he was hey, the manager. That store that entire f-ing company doesn't work, so I think the, uh,
3: I'm sure that had something to do with it. <laughs>
0: Could
3: like, hey,
2: have.
0: Here's all these free metal CDs. Let me get a copy of it.
3: Oh, and then you can start burning CDs? Absolutely. Uh, the Travis,
2: of a non-sound scan store. Tell us more about your record industry <laughs> My record industry well, record uh, store Well, it's funny you were talking about that. that talking about a purchase is a perfect segue to what I have next, actually. Um, it's about uh, selling CDs. Like most record stores, most independent record stores, uh, the past... Twenty years have had to sell used CDs. Buy, sell, trade. Buy, sell, trade because people buy; shit. they don't like it. They uh, sell it back for a little bit more money. Pennies and on the dollar. They, it used to be a lot different when I first started in the business. We would give like three dollars in store credit or four dollars in uh, no four dollars in store credit, three dollars in cash per disc. And that might not sound like a lot, but we sold them for. Uh, Twice that amount, but yeah. but still. Well, sometimes people come in with a hundred CDs. Exactly. And, well, it, and, but not sometimes. Up, all the time. It used to be sometimes, but in the last ten years, lots of people decided that they just don't want to have big collections anymore. So they bring all their stuff down and try to sell it. The thing is, they don't realize that everybody else has had the same idea at the same time, right. and it has driven down the value. So. Many of it now, many of them are pennies on the dollar.
3: I remember hearing that John Pettibone sold my band's record to Kevin's store for a fucking quarter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're worth a quarter. 25 <laughs> cents.
0: 25 You're lucky to get that. Uh, I know, I'm
3: shocked he even got any money at all for it.
0: Uh, I consider that an honor. He actually paid me a quarter for to take it. We had too many copies. <laughs> <laughs> How many copies of R.E.M. Monster. <laughs> Do you fucking need at a store before the people go? No, nah, I'm just going to throw this away. Last store I worked
2: at, we had twelve. We had twelve oh used copies God, of REM's Monster. Six copies of Hootie and the Blowfish's Cracked Rearview Mirror. Love that record. Uh, like six <laughs> copies of every Indigo Girls album. Basically, four, four any- copies of Ten Thousand Maniacs.
0: Anything- unplugged in New York. <laughs>
3: So, uh, any record that won a Grammy from like 1990 to 1997, everybody
2: sold it back
0: Every Sinead
2: Wakana CD. Every copy of 300 got sold back to us, too.
3: Uh, How many copies of Third Eye Blind, Semi Charmed Life did you have? Seven. There you go. See? He's got an inventory in his head, man. Seven. I'm going to go buy all seven of them.
0: Doot, doot, doot. Do 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 do. So uh yeah, what was do you think was the most sold back CD you worked when you worked there? The, oh, that's a tough call. Well, some of those Titanic
2: soundtrack. The Titanic soundtrack, <laughs> uh servicing by Sarah McLaughlin was sold oh, no. back a ton. <laughs> Big Willie Style. The of the yeah. Uh Will Smith's uh yeah, his stuff was definitely in the nine nine Miami? That time. Come on,
3: that record's fing sick. We are uh, the men in black. What about that soundtrack? I remember that was oh, huge. Oh, that?
2: Yeah, you could probably find that in a 99 cent bin as well.
3: <laughs> Perfect example of the, why you bought a CD for one song.
2: At that store, the average cost of a used CD was $2.99. Wow! Could you imagine? Could you so imagine like-
3: Yeah, you're giving somebody uh, 25 cents for it. Like my band. F*** <laughs> <laughs> you, Ryan. Yep, yeah, 25 at cents. At least my band put a CD out. True. Well, a lot of times true. people <laughs> <Got> sell. <there. laughs>
2: oh, that was brutal.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's not brutal. It's just true.
0: Or wait, it, I'm just. It, it's both. Give I like, me some pound. pound I like it. when the people try and haggle with you. When
2: they're like, no way. That's on, more, way more than that. Yeah. Let's, you know, I bought this for. This is so much worth more money. I carried no, this through no, the no, Kathmandu
0: Mountains. No, man, that that's a good that's a good band. That's in great condition.
2: Yeah, There's no, no scratches, man. Look at it again. I will show them, like, no, look, see, there are scratches here, 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 and they still will not believe. It's how, not a scratch. How many no, times did it, you just want to pl- frisbee
3: one of those discs off their f***ing foreheads? Oh, so oh. often. And
2: just dink. And the stuff I didn't want to take, that was either we had too many of them, or I didn't think it would sell, or it was just too damaged to sell again we would you know people just like well can i just leave them here no No. just leave them here we're We're not not, a garbage we're not goodwill okay you're honestly if you just leave them here you think oh i'm doing you a favor you could sell them for for free no we can't sell them that's why i'm not taking them that's why i didn't offer you money this isn't a music charity yeah, they just they they just and a lot of times they bring in stuff and it's stuff they've had stored in a while and it's dirty and it's got like it's covered in I've I've, I've found I found razors and needles oh. in boxes of CDs that people have brought. They're like the at sale. least
3: some Nirvana CDs or something in there. <laughs> oh, is so, it like a grunge box? <laughs> is that too much? No, that, that would have been better. I might have I might have been able to buy <laughs> one. Like of oh, okay, I get it now.
2: <laughs> Great, yeah. And you have all these dangerous items in a box where I will be mm. rummaging through them. you be like, oh, is that black kind wear one? gloves. And there's nothing. I did wear gloves, actually, for a long time near the end. Yeah. I, I went through an entire box of latex gloves. That's just, probably just okay. smart anyway.
0: You never know where those f***ing CDs came from, no. what their nasty-ass yes, houses do. are
2: like. They always argue. Some juggalos
3: always... came in to sell their twisted CDs. That's they
2: so many times like we'll call them like yeah we're done with your CDs okay uh well, i'm i'm leaving town t- tomorrow morning for like 6 weeks <laughs> to go to abu dhabi so um with would, my it, cat and would it be cool if uh, i just <laughs> left them there until i got back for weeks and weeks
3: no why
2: why wait till you get back from your trip then sell them <sighs> never think ahead thanks guys yeah Thanks a lot. Have fun in Abu Dhabi. And I just want to say that when people tried to sell as vinyl, all of those problems increased tenfold. Because everybody's convinced that their vinyl's worth a load of money. No. I've
3: got this 99th repressing of Beatles rubber sole. Uh Can you give me 900 bucks? It's no, Beatles on it's vinyl. Vinyls. It's the Beatles, man. This is a classic. This is Boston on LP. Dude, come on! I bought this record. You know, nineteen years after it came out. This, but... is, this is one of Max Rumors,
2: man. This, Do this you is one know of seven hundred thousand sold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is one of seven hundred thousand. This is a one of a kind. You know what that fucking means? There's only seven hundred thousand of these in the world. You probably never come across this. Uh, I found it. I found four copies of it at the fucking Value Village. That's Bur- where I used
3: to get a lot of my, like, Jim Croce records and Willie Nelson records and, like... Right, it's a good place James to get Taylor, that kind of ...James Taylor and, like, those records that literally have, like, five, ten million copies Barbra out there. Barbara Streisand... Elton John, lots of Elton John out there. Frampton
2: yeah. Comes Alive.
3: Yeah,
0: I was about to say! The Mormon Tabernacle <laughs> Choir... Weren't people issued
1: that record by mail like if you're a citizen of the United States it's you get a free copy comes of, of Frantic. Wha- I I think that was actually
2: mandated top dogs yes It's a
1: real thing I love that record you Ooh, know baby, I, I'll love give it you way I take that record Every day do you feel like I do I want to like <laughs> yeah. feel yeah
3: I do, I do. We're just getting weird oh, on this. Come episode. on, Travis, get down.
0: down with me, buddy. Alright, Frampton came alive. <laughs> Frampton undead. Oh my god. Back to the rant.
2: <laughs> next! Next, okay. How many topics do you have in here, man? Well, I just Keep I, I'm we'll not work. even sure if it's next. Let's see. Oh yes, yeah, about metal and and uh how many. People are just too wussy to really deal with it. Um, I tried to promote metal in every store I worked at. Of course, why not? Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, you're the metal guy. Yeah, I wrote up reviews. I stocked the sh- uh, shelf on the on the staff suggest uh, staff recommendation thing. Last in the last store I worked at, uh, I actually had a display called the Metalith, which I grew just like a huge. I assembled it out of cardboard and metal and collage stuff and just packed it with all the best metal store. And I rotated it each week, and people recognized it because it was the only display that that store had for seven years running. Wow. And I would get, and I would occasionally play metal in the store when the manager wasn't around because they're like, oh, no, that's not, but, you know, that's a little too much. And, uh, and people, and uh, 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 some most of the time people were cool with it, and but sometimes, occasionally, you'd get people who didn't like the music you were playing and say, and this wasn't just with metal, but it was with a lot of stuff. They'd come up like, "Yeah, I don't like this. Can you change it?" And what I always thought was really fucking irritating about that was that you would never see people do that in any other business. I've never seen anybody at a supermarket go up to a clerk there and say, yeah, I don't like this Muzak, Kenny G type that you're playing. And if you (laughs) don't change it to something that's a little more suited to my taste, I'm not going to shop here anymore. Right. Nobody ever does that. Nobody ever walks out of a dentist's office because they don't want to hear warm, one-oh-whatever playing. But yet, for some reason, people come into a record store and they think it's their personal iPod. And keep in mind, I wasn't playing extreme death metal stuff. I wasn't like trying to play. Yeah, you know
3: the difference.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: You know what's like quote socially acceptable metal? Or
2: right. That. I didn't play Gorguts. I didn't play Pig Destroyer. <laughs> I, I, Portal. I, I didn't. De- I, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I I wanted to so much, but you play
0: like Pantera or you know I play Amon Prince, Amon I played
2: Down, Iron Maiden, Merciful Fate. <clears throat> Rainbow. Stuff
0: that's uh, what would a little easier to wrap your head and around. And people have oh,
2: complained about that. People have said that was too heavy. That's too extreme. Rainbow. Richie Blackmore's Rainbow it's too, too extreme. extreme. It just, I I, I mean, band relate, is basically
3: man. just a rock band, really. It's not, yeah. I mean, it's a metal band, arguably,
2: but those- Rock
1: and or roll
3: and is
2: unacceptable. Were, and they were still complaining about it. They're just like, oh, that's just, you know, this is too heavy. Nah.
1: Man, when I, was, uh, when I was making burritos back at U of M, my buddy Nick and I used to be able to listen to whatever we wanted to, and we were listening to Dio, and some kid was offended- he said that it went against his religious you beliefs. You should have slapped the and shit And he of. went and complained to the manager, and uh, and right like that, we were just stuck with the radio. What does Dio sing that's offensive? Right?
3: <laughs> he was oh, offended by Rainbow
1: in the Dark. You and- should have said,
3: I'm religiously <laughs> opposed to
1: bitches. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have me. an
3: anti-pussy religion. No. You have to not be a
1: fucking dipshit. I gave that dude the most rancid burrito that has ever been made by anybody. Ew, he got ew. some major Femunda cheese going in that thing, and we we gave him the. Do you, you ever see that that movie Femunda Waiting? Cheese, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah oh they, yeah, they, they, they gave him the treatment. Uh, Thumbs down. That, that's that's pretty much what we did to this kid's effing burrito. <laughs>
3: How Nasty. about a little garlic salt?
2: <laughs> and if you. F- with people just trying to enjoy their work day a little bit more by playing something like Dio, then you deserve that. D- Hell yeah, you, <laughs> yeah do. you ruin it for other people. Plus, he just broke the cardinal of rule of don't f- with the people who make your food. Exactly. That's two rules. Because to- I know that you're not keeping track. I don't go to his church and f- on his religion while he's trying to pray. So enjoy your. Sh- Sandwich Well, as I said before, people thought that most of the time in record stores, you just hang out and listen to music and talk about music and sell music. And it might have been that way at one point. But today, working in a record store means spending a load of time putting CDs, vinyl, and other formats on shelves, answering phone calls all day to help dip too lazy to actually come down to the, and look at the shop and find stuff themselves packaging and processing internet orders, stocking shelf space that record companies pay to use, buying and processing used product, and if you're really lucky, you might get to hear an album you like, as long as it's not something that could possibly excite or offend anyone in any way. And I basically left because that was all became too much work for way too long with very little reward. And when my last day came... The last company I worked for, they—they, I didn't get a card, I didn't get cake, I didn't get a gag gift, nothing. Kevin here, along with my friend Corby, had to uh, get a cake for me and bring it down to my work, and that was awesome. Last (laughs) day on last (laughs) day, yeah. They—they
0: didn't even acknowledge it was your last day on the
2: schedule yeah like, to right, them Travis's
0: last day yeah to them like one of their medals
2: like next one of the metal overlords of the company leaving after so long was just another day of the, office. the manager goes well i guess we will see you later yeah you'll still get your friends and family <laughs> discount he's like we know you're gonna come back <laughs> yeah we know you're coming back travis yep yeah well you're not. Now that I'm not working there, <laughs> I have lots of time for other projects. Some of them business, some of them artistic. So we appreciate you coming to us to get that off your back.
3: Right, and here's like my initial reaction to that last thing you just said is a that's fucking weak. Obviously, if if you've been working at a place for that long, and if they're just like, well, bye, a it means your po- your bosses are just fucking pussies and they're inconsiderate, <laughs> and they're jealous. It also is indicative to me, though, also of, like, kind of the way record stores are going. So maybe you got out at the right time, Travis. And as much as I hate to say it, though, like, sometimes you just have to embrace the change and the way things are headed. So I will always treasure my times going into a record store, physically being able to look through the racks of CDs. For me, like, mostly having to search through things and finding new things because of that. That's fun. Uh, obviously, you are a person who really cared a lot about informing people. Who, and for all of this shit that I'm, that I know you said you had to have had some good interactions. Like Kevin said,
2: it's not I did. all on you know the negative. Yeah, side. I made some great friends, and there was regulars that really liked me. As a matter of fact, I ran into some uh, younger guys at a show who shopped at a store I worked at when they were in middle school. Nice, and uh, they said they said how They told me about how I had really gotten them into death metal because when they were kids they would go to the store and they would ask me what albums were best worth their time and I would say okay yeah you gotta pick up this one and this one and this one and that just uh like started them on the path of all this other great shit and that's pretty cool that that's gotta be a good feeling it is a good feeling
3: because you literally left a mark yeah
2: for real
1: not just a skid mark (laughs) <laughs> man, I wouldn't be where I am with music listening today if it wasn't for Dave back at the, back at the record store at, at my hometown, man. That guy would always give me the the stuff to listen to. And oh, yeah. With one of those record stores, you go in and listen to anything before you bought it. So Absolutely. I'd sit there and just listen to CDs. for <clears> And he <throat> just put stuff in front of me, man. It, it's it's uh, That's one thing we're going to miss when... Eventually in the next couple of years when the record stores aren't a thing
3: anymore. Uh, I was the exact same way. And for me, it's not as cool, but it's just as influential. It was the guy that worked at the Hot Topic at my mall. Oh, totally. That's where you'd get like, that's where they had a metal section. Dude, the contaminated
1: releases, those those big comps that they used to put out for like seven,
3: eight bucks. And there was a guy, he would come up to me, like he would see me like looking through the CD shelves and he'd see me pick something up and he'd come up behind me and be like, hey, put that down. You don't want that. And he'd be like, you want this. And he'd put actual CDs in my hand, and he'd be like, you need to buy this. Not just because I'm trying to make money for the company. Check this record out. Like, I was wearing a Newfound Glory shirt. Obviously not very metal of me to admit. But I was like 14, 15, and the guy was yeah. like, hey, you ever heard of Shai Hulud? And I was like, no. What's that? And he's like, this is the band that this guy sang for. Before this, it's way heavier. It's, it's way better, arguably, whatever. Check this out. So I checked it out, and, you know. I wouldn't be the same without that kind of thing. So, <clears throat> yeah. it's a, it's cool, dude. It's important, and uh, as much as it's sad to see you go, I'm glad that you had the chance to do that for so many
0: people for so long.
2: Yep, for so long. <laughs> I made <laughs> for my mark. So yeah. Sometimes,
0: even after working at a candy <laughs> store, you get sick of fucking candy. Hey, get these runs
1: out of my face! Time for me to move on. Yeah. Major shout out to the record store guys, man. They're totally very, very underrated, very necessary part of the industry. Got any advice
3: for anybody who's inspired now, maybe after hearing this, to go into a record store and buy a record?
2: Um, yeah, uh, if they act like dicks, shop somewhere else. <laughs> but don't be dicks to them. I like that. That's pretty much it.
3: Uh, oh, so it's the first commandment all over again. Don't be an a-
2: exactly. Yeah. Regardless of what kind of music you're into or what you're looking for, I think that policy would probably save everybody a lot of stress.
0: Don't be an asshole. Right
2: on. Well, thanks for the rant, dude. It's good to
0: hear from the inside. Thanks for letting me get all that off my chest. That's Travis the virus, man. Now we're going to have to hear
3: about you uh, dealing with Kevin's sh- your stairwells. Uh-oh. <laughs>
2: Actually, I got something a little uh, similar to shit in my stairwells. Remember last time I was here, and I told you I'd be looking for Tony Triumph? Oh, no. Well, I haven't found him, but I did find this note from him. Oh, where's
3: which... Tony? Tony Triumph?
2: Yes. kind of fucking note? He, yeah. Well, it's on Triumph Records stationery, <laughs> or at least it's like a flyer for a oh, yeah. supermarket with... Uh, Triumph Records written on the top of it in pen, and then the rest of it is written in crayon. And I, so I'm pretty sure he, it's he Tony. writes in crayon. I couldn't, I, I can't really read. He's the bringing it back, Tony it, Crayola. It, it, it says, uh, and it's spelled phonetically, so it's like I know of been looking for me. That's the number four. I know who've been taken <laughs> talking better. Right? Well, of course, I've been taking... How's this gonna get out? You better stop it, or I will sue you for libel and <laughs> up your car and kick you in your balls. Balls is spelled with a Z and <laughs> You're balls by five exclamation points, Tony. Tony Dude. triumph. Tony knows And Then there's shit. scribbly type uh, <coughs> signature. So I'm, but this other su- the supermarket that's uh. That ad it's written on is actually pretty close to where I live, so I might be able to do some recon and see if I can't get this bastard Where's in. Where's Tony? To pay Tony. to answer for his crimes against music we need him and here. merch. He wants to know where your Carnotaurus booty shorts are. Mm. Tony, we're calling you out. Where's your Carnotaurus beanie baby? You're listening out there, Tony. I will find you, and I will bring you here. Perfect. Calling out Tony Triumph. Thanks. Can I bring him next time you come, dude? Thanks for coming, Travis. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Metal Shop
3: f-ing rules. All right, Travis uh, is uh, a very. He's like a musical martyr. He like, uh, he like takes on the sins of f-ing idiots. And I think he's finally just had enough.
0: So good job, yeah, Travis. Yeah, he's stepping down from his Thank post.
2: You. Yes, it's time for other people to play out the string of the record <laughs> store industry.
0: So. Somebody's got to. You have. On the internet! Exactly.
3: All right, Ryan, Kevin, you guys got any last There's words for the week Or
0: Episode 59 is down, mayhem coming up. Oh, that's right. Tuesday, we'll have some hopefully some sweet interviews. Enrapturing interviews. Mm-hmm. And by the time you hear us next, we will have been recording on 4th of July as the bombs burst in the air all around us. Or is that legal in Seattle? Or should we just take the week off and be like, in America." <laughs> that might be a good idea. Let's just take the week off
3: next week because everybody else is going to be listening to Metal Shop to on the fourth. And
0: this is a good idea because you anticipate the sixtieth episode. You have to make it big.
3: Oh, that's right. Cool. Now we can do. Can't just something throw that special. away, man. We'll make it's Ryan those
0: moments. You got to savor.
3: We'll make Ryan take a vodka enema.
1: Oh, a vodka enema? No butt chugging. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a couple of new words. Have you done that before? <laughs> You know, I learned something today.
3: I did. I learned two <laughs> new words. And no, I haven't done that before, but I learned two new words. Butt chug <laughs> and twatermelon. <laughs> What's a twatermelon? <laughs> you got to
0: tell us before we go. I don't know. What do you think it is? I don't know. I just heard the word. I'm picturing a vagina with a watermelon inside of it. Is it when you take a bicycle pump
1: in like a... Like one of those, uh, like a toilet plunger bottom part, and kind of attach it and just kind of pump you it know. full air. <laughs>
3: yeah, just. And then it gets all red and puffy. Oh, yeah,
1: there you That's go. That's some weird,
3: like, foreign. <laughs> <laughs> so, Germans. Butt chug and watermelon. <laughs> and now you have to drink because we definitely diverged
0: back off the course <laughs> again. Anyway, we'll one see more you... shot for the shot ski. We'll see you
3: guys in a couple of weeks for episode number 60 of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Travis, thanks again. Yeah. You're the man. Yeah. And, uh,.